Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Love the 80s? Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Welcome to the show. Vasos is here. Hello. Nobody else is here. There's nobody else here. It's just Vasos and myself, but Tom Grennan will be here soon. How was your day yesterday? It was a lovely day yesterday. Thank you. I took my daughter swimming with her friends, Annabelle and Sienna. Uh Had a lovely run. Yeah, it was really ace. Thank you. How was yours? I mean, you had all the fun. Well, we had all the fun. Jack Johnson was on the show yesterday. Mm. We also had, I mean, the day started. We we get to do our lovely show. Um, You know, I cycle across London. So I started with a bike ride. You started with a yesterday? Oh, I was late, so I drove. You drove. Okay, Mm. so you drove in. Still the lovely thing to do. Driving, you know, to central London. Own it, because there's nobody else here. And in the day, last night, Thirsty Thursday, plus, plus, plus. The pubs were so full. You couldn't see um, any sort of terror firma. You couldn't see any pavements, any roads, just people spilling out of pubs. Don't know how they all got served. I think I went past one pub in Shoreditch last night. About four, four, half past four, I was, I was running through Shoreditch. Um, and it's I love running, um, you know, properly running in between loads of people drinking. Yeah. I think it's hilarious yeah. for so many reasons. I do feel quite smug if I'm being really honest. Um, and they look at me going, what are you doing that for? I go, well, I used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm not... I'm not judging. It was great when I did that, but now I do this. Um, and I feel all the better for it, to be honest. But there was one pub in Shoreditch. I think there were a thousand people outside it. I'm not exaggerating. Hundreds, hundreds, maybe a thousand people. It's a big pub. Some massive pubs in the city, aren't there? Huge, huge pubs. Don't know how long their bars are, how many bar staff work there, but it was a real thirsty Thursday. So, no. So, we had the England cricketers on the show yesterday in the eye of the storm between the first test at Edgebast and the second test, which starts next Wednesday at Lords. So, we had Ollie Pope and Zach Cross. On, if you didn't hear them, it was a brilliant interview. They were fantastic. Vassas was great. Rachel was great. It was an awesome interview. And then after nine o'clock yesterday, on yesterday's show, we had Jack Johnson in. And you know, this was this came out of nowhere. A listener texted us on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, saying they're going to see Jack Johnson at the event of Apollo that night. We're like, we didn't even know he was in town. So Showbiz John, unbeknownst to the rest of us, just reached out to his people, said, "Does he want to come on a radio show and play some songs tomorrow morning in between?" Because he played um, again at the Eventum Apollo last night. And he's an in between guy because his new album is called In Between Dub. His first album was In Between Dreams. So we thought, well, how about In Between Gigs? Of course, of course he'd go for it. <laughs> when he did go for it. And so, so that all happened at 10. And then the show finished. And I knew I had to stay in town for this posh. Garden pot, mm. which was really posh. And yeah. it was cool. It was very, it was really, really cool. So much security. I was like, I play, I played a game just counting who had the most security. With the prime minister? Well, in that, it may have been third or fourth. Really, <laughs> a lot of security <laughs> last night around. 
Um, I had Mike Graham and um, Matt Chorley as my security. Well, that's good. Or I was theirs. Yeah. I don't know. You wouldn't mess with them. Yeah, and we wouldn't mess with Mariella. Mariella was in charge of our little mob. Um, who else was there? Stig Abel was there last night. Met his wife last night. She's beautiful. Mind you, he's not unhandsome. Together, and they're a pretty gorgeous couple, actually. We're like, oh, can you p- both please leave? He's a very good hugger, isn't he, Stig? Yeah, he's a great hugger. And they were talking about fitness and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, so after the show finished and I thought, I'm go- I've am got a day in London. I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to go back to Primrose Hill where I used to live and I'm going to pretend that I still live there. And it's great because you can just pretend you live there for the price of a coffee and a salad. Uh, it's Lamonia, my favourite restaurant in London. If you haven't been to Lamonia, you've got to go to Lamonia. Uh, they do a, set, a three-course set lunch for 17 quid. I don't think that's bad. Is that where we used to go... After running the marathon? Uh, we used to go to Primrose Hill. We didn't used to go to the restaurant. We used to go to the Lansdowne, which was a pub on the corner. Oh, yes, I do remember. I yes. didn't and then go we used to the to pub. Do quite... <laughs> I didn't, because I had a lot to do yesterday. Yeah. And I thought, well, don't go to the pub. Because I, mm. I was thinking, you know, don't go to the pub at midday, even though you could. It was a sunny day. I sort of had a pink ticket as well, really. Um, but, you know, I thought, I'm not going to go to the pub, because if I go to the pub, I can't do my smug running through Shoreditch mm. later on, which I was very focused on, I have it's to say. It's great, that. Do you remember I used to run through the night when I was training for ultras and didn't have time? And I used to turn up at the show after an all-night run. I used to love running through. I'd run through Brixton, the pubs and the clubs in Brixton. And then I'd go to to Soho. And I'd love... And I used to sometimes stop, because it's it's open till, I think, four o'clock in the morning, Bar Italia, this this coffee shop in Soho on Greek Street. The um, oldest coffee shop in London. Yeah, it's fantastic. But usually, people are are there for four o'clock in the morning when they're... You know, finishing a night out just with a cup of coffee. Well, that's what I used to be when I was 19, 20, 21. And I used to quite like going for a coffee there in amongst the revellers as a runner, yeah. just needing a little bit of extra caffeine and By the way, boost. they love it as well. Yeah, yeah. You're like a novelty, a novelty yeah. human because those kind of humans don't really exist. Mm. It's just me and you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... So anyway, so so to go somewhere, if you if you fancy living somewhere, just go, if you want to, if you fancy buying a car or, or or an RV or going to live somewhere or doing something, you know, for the rest of your life, just go and do it for a day. Get out of your system. That's what I do. Every now and again, I go to Primrose Hill for a day, pretend I live there, and I'm done for another few months. Well, that's a nice idea. It's a great idea, you know. And I say, you know, as I say, it's four quid for a coffee, not inexpensive, but it's better than four million pounds for a studio flat, <laughs> which is basically what they are around there. Oh, where were we going to live? We were going to go and move to Seven Oaks. I might go and spend a day pretending to live in Seven Oaks and then I get it out. But you system. don't want to anymore. Not really. Well, there's no point in doing it then because I still sort of do want to live in Primrose Hill. <laughs> yeah. So I had, I I'm all right now. Yeah. I've had my little fix. So from there, um, what did I do next? Uh, went, uh, I went, then I went and just lay under a tree. That's lovely. It was great. Bit of a meditation. No, I didn't even meditate. I just lay under the tree. I was thought about meditating, but I thought, no, I'm just going to lie under the tree. It's fine. I was mindful under the tree. I was listening to everything that was going on, which lulled me, you know, and I was so relaxed. Then I got a call from a mate and he said, look, you like Diary of a CEO. It's one of your favourite podcasts. I said, yes, it is with Stephen Bartlett. He said, I'm on it in half an hour. Do you want to come? So I jumped on a Boris bike, did that. Old Street, here we come, which was great. The most interesting bit of that journey was that it was Stephen Bartlett's podcast and he's great Stephen the, the t- I said to Stephen I said look I love you my team worship you is that fair enough I said my team worship I said I love you my team worship you he said okay I love you and they worship you he said that's fine it's fine it's cool so will you come on the show he said I'm already coming on your show you muppet he's got a book out <laughs> John knows that but the best bit of this story is their offices are in Rupert Grint's old flat 
<laughs> By the way, what, it's, what a flat. Yeah, well, he's Rupert Grint. It's ridiculous. It was the, it's the best. I've been in some really fantastic apartments in my life. Been very fortunate. I think it's the best one I've ever been in. Wow. It was. It is unbelievable. They've got to move out soon. The office people, Stephen's people. Yeah. Because Rupert moving back in. No, because Rupert's now sold it to someone. And the guy who's been leasing it to, uh, to, to Steve and Bartlett's gang, the Diary of a CEO mm. gang, he wants to come back and live in this amazing flat. And I don't blame him. I don't know why he left, personally. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a flat like that, I would never leave. Everybody would have to come to me. All the things that I do in my life would have to happen in that. Everything would have to happen in that flat. I'd have to go on holiday to Los Angeles in that flat. Does it have a view? Oh, mate. It's ridiculous. It's the best space I've ever been in, let alone flat. Colour? Well, it's an old church. Oh, it's come an old on, church. yeah. It's an old church. It's got all the stonework inside. It's got the beautiful um, candle... Uh, ca- oh, what they got? The candle windows. What are they called? They're called... You know, they look like yeah. a candle. There's a name for them. Um, anyway. So th- then we left there. Then, what the- then I ran through Shoreditch through all the revellers, which was great. Then I had a shower. Then I went to the posh drinks do. And then after the posh drinks do, I went to a gig. You went to a gig? Yeah, I went to a gig. Went to a gig. What gig? A speaking gig. It was a speaking gig. It was a, with a panel. And it, it was it, starring the guy called Matt. I think his name is Matt Tabai or Tabai. And he is the chief reporter in the Twitter files. So he was given a chat. And then he opened the floor to questions from the audience. And the first person to ask a question was Tim Robbins from the Storshank Redemption, who just was in the crowd. Someday. I mean, come on. Someday. And then that finished. Actually, it didn't finish. I left it at 10 because I was trying to be responsible. And then I just had to go to the 24-hour Greg's, get a cheese and onion slice, a bag of um, flame-grilled steak McCoys, and a biscuit and raisin Yorkie. <laughs> and not? I could still taste all that when I woke up this morning because I forgot to brush my teeth. That was my day. Awesome day. I mean... It, well, it's right up there. That, that is, is a really good day. That is right up there. I just kept going, right, what should I do next? What should I do next? What should I do next? What? I've got time for this. I've got time for that. And there were two key things. One, I didn't have a drink, so I could carry on cracking on, going up as opposed to levelling off and going that. Nothing wrong with that. No judgment, by the way, at all. And also, I only walked, ran or used bikes. I didn't get in a car. Actually, I did get on the tube once because then you get around quickly. It's good, yeah. isn't it? Fantastic. So, oh, my good friend and colleague, my really properly old friend in life, Marilyn Frostrop, who I have known for years and years and years. She and I hung out yesterday and we had a grand old time. And Mariella, of course, is currently voiceovering the best advert on the radio anywhere. We can't just play it, can we? Well, we can because they advertise on our show and they advertise across the whole station. It's for Fever Tree. Tonic. And last night, Tim, who is who is the guy who came up with Fever Tree Tonic, was at the Posh Drinks do. Quite quite ironic, the fact that he was there, um, you know, and people were drinking gin and tonics, and he's he's Mr. Fever Tree. And I had a, it's great when you meet somebody who, you know, is the founder of something. So he he used to drink gin and tonics in 2005. I thought, this doesn't taste right to me. And then he did some research. And I can say this because he, there's proof behind it. The main tonics, the, the most famous tonic producer then had started putting, um, it's not, what do you call it? Uh, it's not sugar in its drink. Sweetener. Sweet, something like that. Because, of, because gin and, the, the, con, the, uh, the consumption of gin and tonics in 2005 
was actually going down, not up. Now, that's hard to imagine because obviously we are literally swimming in a gin and tonic world nowadays. But in 2005, it was in the doldrums. So sales were going down, so they cut costs in order to keep up profits because they have shareholders. And the way they did this was by changing the ingredients to the tonic. And Because he, he was a big fan of gin and tonic. It's simple as this. He was a big fan of gin and tonic. He thought, this doesn't, there's, an, there's a weird aftertaste going on here. And so then he delved into what had gone on with the tonic. And he thought, oh, that's not good. Why don't we come up with a... Why don't we sort of... Th there's, there's some white space here for quality. So he came up with what he thought was the perfect tasting tonic to complement anybody's gin. And then he started to say, hang on, you just don't, you, there's just not the straight tonic. Like you have flavored gins, let's have flavored tonics. And I think a billion pounds later, you know, he was pretty happy yesterday for most of, <laughs> most of the time I was talking to him. One can imagine why. And then he started talking about Carfest and Fever Tree. And then somebody interrupted us. And I can't remember who it was. And I think he was saying he wants to bring all the gin and tonic joy this year to Carfest. Well, that would be great. I'm going to phone him up today after the show. He think, he probably thinks I've forgotten because he probably thinks I was drinking last night, but I wasn't, so I remembered everything. That's interesting, isn't it? Going to a party and remembering everything. I know. It's a first for me. I think I might try it again. <laughs> My friend Anita mm -hmm. works for Fever Tree. Yeah. And uh, about a year ago, uh -huh. she had her um, third little girl uh, called Clemmy, And in coincidentally... She came up with the Clementine Fever Tree Tonic. Really? Well, Mariella was having this big chat. I said, look, because it's the best ad. It's the best voiced ad maybe I've ever heard. Maybe. It's right up there with the old Marks and Spencer's ads and the old Cadbury's Caramel with Miriam Margulies. It is right up there, this advert with Mariella Fostrop. It, it just makes you... It makes people who haven't even been born yet want a gin and tonic. Mm, yeah. It's ridiculous. It, but we play it in the morning, right? It's mm. like 7.36 yeah. now. If we play that advert now, I will want a gin and tonic. And I said to, I said, I sparked up the conversation by saying to Tim, I hope you signed her up for life. He said, well, no, I, I said, well, you should, because that that's mm. cutting through. And Fever Tree's been around for ages now. Um, and so in the middle of all this, Mario then offered him a new recipe for a new tonic which is fun that was all fun that was all going on and it's great and she also dropped in the fact that she's going to glastonbury this weekend in fact she left this posh do in a garden this garden is so posh it was next to green park green park's a big park mm. real estate in london is really expensive this garden may have been bigger than green park which is next to how much is that wow it's owned by the rothschilds oh, well. still owned by the rothschilds Ridiculous. Anyway, what, the, the whole park or the garden? The garden, which might be bigger than the park. They might own the park as well. They just <laughs> pretend they don't let the public in. Just, I know. <laughs> so Maria left the party last night early to get the train to go to Glastonbury. And I said, where are you staying? She said, oh, oh, well, to be honest, Chris, I, I live next door to Glastonbury. So she's going to Glastonbury every day, but then going home to her house every night. And this got me to thinking, if you could own a house anywhere to make one event a year and only one of an annual event a year more accessible and more joyful and more frictionless which where would you own a house i i've been i mean we've been discussing this during the last record and i've yep. been i've been thinking about this uh -huh. so lords is right up there obviously because there's at least one lords test and a few one days every year because yeah. the thing is with the golf the open golf you could be overlooking the 18th but then it's not going to be back there for, for five 10 years, years or, five, or five years, years. Um, well if it's St Andrews it's every five isn't it um, Wimbledon would be pretty good I can't see though you can't you can't see the courts there are some flats that you can oversee some of the outside courts but yeah fine I've, I've, I've come up with my answer okay what's your answer 
It's overlooking the 14th hole of the <laughs> Los Angeles Country Club golf course. I know why you're going to say this. Because <laughs> it's a 123-bedroom mansion. It's, it's Lionel Richie's French-inspired castle with 123 bedrooms. And I would take the fact that the golf only comes every 75 years. Fine, I'll live there. Thank you. OK. So Gareth, who's engineering today, he says you would live over the Arc de Triomphe to see the last stage of the Tour de France every year. Mm. And then you, you you pulled him up in his own well, I decision just wondered here. Because the last stage of the Tour de France is a procession and then they have the sprint at the end. And that's great. And mm. also you'd be in Paris, so I sort of get it. So he loves his cycling. He does love his cycling. He's going to go on a three-hour bike ride from 5am tomorrow morning Okay, on his um, carbon fibre bike. Aren't we all? Um, but I just thought... The Tour de France is, I mean, the the real Tour de France is yes. at the top of the mountains. So would you not want to just overlook one of those finishes? So Gareth, but they do move as so well. So Gareth then stupidly indulged you in mm. you tearing down his dream. Yeah. <laughs> which is usually my job, not yours. Yeah. But it's clearly catching. And and you said, he said, well, okay, well, I'll go for a, I'll go for a mountain stage if I can ch- if I can buy a different place every year. Which sort that's not the question mm. is if you had to commit to one forever, what would it be? However, if you if the question was an Airbnb question, then you could have that, couldn't you? I suppose. How about you? Oh, I had an answer. I've forgotten it. I've forgotten my answer. <laughs> Where would it? I can't remember. Glastonbury. No. Carfest. Nope. No, not Monaco. I did think about Monaco. It's too predictable. No, but also I did have an answer that came to me like that and now it's gone. I don't know why. Maybe because it's not the right answer. <gasps> What's the universe trying to tell me? Vassos, tell us off you go. He's the only man alive who could play to a stadium in shin pads and pull it off. His new album, What Ifs and Maybes, is out now and heading for number one. But first, with his cover of Shaka Khan's I Feel For You, it's a man with the voice of an angel that's been gargling whiskey. It's Tom Grenner. All right. Baby, baby, when I look at you, get a warm feeling inside. There's something about the things you do that keeps me satisfied. All right, control room. Let's have a let's hear from the control room. And what are we having? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know it's good when you get a control room cheer. Yes, Tom, I'll take the control room. the confirmation there. How are you, my friend? I'm very well. Officially. Who's in the gang this morning? We've got Danny Connors, Howard Eastwood, yeah. Petra, and Sarah, but I call Sarah Red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. Pardon? Tell us about that. What, why I call Sarah Red? Yeah. Because I was introduced as Red to yeah. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got time. You know what? Um, when I was in my younger years. Yes. I used to have a little bit of a hot head, so they used to call me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I like that. But now I'm a reformed person. You know, you actually had red hair when, when, when I had red when hair. When I too. met you, you had red hair, so I thought, are you going for? There's all, red I, hair I just and... embraced it, and it was a brand. You yeah. owned it. Yeah, it was a brand. <laughs> right, tell us about today. Tell us about album day. New album day. Obviously, the album's been out a week now. It's mm. album chart day today. How does it feel? Um, it's your fourth album. Through third. Third album, sorry, yeah. I apologise. Uh, third album, um, how are you feeling today? Uh, the butterflies or is that is that ship sailed? Uh, what, what is it like? Um, nah, there's still butterflies, definitely. Right. I think for me, putting this record out has just been so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been such an enjoyable experience writing the record as well. The whole yeah, record yeah. is about like spontaneity and looking forward and looking, fu- for, looking forward to the future. So... Putting the record out and and having everybody like message me and and I've been doing signings all week as well and just hearing 
how much the record is already meaning so much to people cool. is amazing. Um, so yeah, excited. how are signings nowadays? Because there's less things to sign. You have oh, to sort God, of nah. produce there, things, don't you? No, nah, like last night I did like 500 people in 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 Birmingham. Is it That's vinyl? Is it CDs? Vinyl, CD, yeah. tapes. What is it mostly? Uh, mostly, mostly CDs. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of vinyl too. Yeah. Yeah, do you have vinyl in your life at home? Yeah, definitely. Where do you do your vinyl? Where do I do my yeah. vinyl? Like, where do I buy my vinyl? No, where where is it in your house? Oh, is it, um, it is in the living room. Yeah? Yeah. And is it a combi? Is it a stack system? How do you know it? what? It's a stack system, <gasps> but Love a stack system. I'm not going to lie to you. I've only just started my vinyl collection. That's fair enough. Um, so an exciting time. Big, yeah, it's exciting. It's like learning yeah. to ski. Yeah. So much happens in the first week. Yeah. I know. I bought, like, <laughs> loads of records. Ask Danny. Danny, I bought loads of records in there. And um, <laughs> Shaka Khan one. Yeah, including 12 that. 12 inch? Put him. 12 inch? Yeah. It's a great 12 inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have a station called Version Radio um, 80s Plus. It's all about the 80s. And we were saying, like, the 80s were or was the decade for the 12 inch. You know, some, yeah. some songs only came out of 12 inch. Yeah. You know, New Order's Blue Monday and things like that. that mm. I think that was the biggest selling 12 inch of all time because you could only get on 12 inch at the time. I remember I used to have two copies of most of them so you could um, phase them in and out. Your record collection must be massive. Yeah, it was massive until um, I left them all in my car on a really hot day and they all melted. No way. They literally melted and I opened the tailgate of the car and my record collection poured out onto the blooming road. <laughs> <laughs> that was a day and a half, let me tell you. Oh, gutted. That was a bump in the road. I bet. That questioned my red-headed hottedness. Yeah. Let me tell you, Sarah. <laughs> I, was, I was in your gang for a while then, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is going on, Tom? Glastonbury tomorrow. Glasto tomorrow, Whoa! yeah. Oh, and you're all going to be on stage? Yeah. Look at yeah. you, like You're in the cool lane, aren't you, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Goodness I'm, 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 me. Looking forward to it. First time playing Glasto. Oh. Um, I've been to Glasto before, and... It's such an amazing, amazing place. And, of course it is. Um, to be playing it now is going to be even better. Do you know that the fenced area of Glasgow, because they have to fence it in. And have you heard the stories? People are tunnelling in. Like, no way. You know, yeah, people used to tunnel out of you know concentration camp, prison camps in the Second World War. People are tunnelling in to Glastonbury to try and get in because <laughs> the non-ticket elders. And then people who've got tickets are pitching their tents to cover up the people tunnelling in because they want to help them to get in oh, to Joysville. Everybody who's tunnelling in, I love it. Yeah, and also, I think, to be honest, I think Emily and Michael, I, think they, I don't think they're going to mind it. No, let them in. You know, and once you're in... That's dedication right there. Once you're in, do, do they go around... I don't know about this because I've been a few times, but once you're in, do they go around checking that you're supposed to be? They do. How do they do Is that just a wristband thing? Or they just do go they around, really? Do they? I thought you. If you're in, you're in, and that's it. Yeah. If somebody said, "Can I check your wristband?" Be like, "Mate, no. Hands <laughs> in my pockets. I'm having a dance, mate. Leave me alone." You can try. Yeah. But if you touch me, there will be repercussions. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so, so they're pitching the tent there. So you're going. Uh, that's all good. You're all on your way there today. What a weekend! What a weekend! I mean, going into Glasgow as hopefully number one artist this. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's a, it's a I think and for it's me, going to be a gorgeous weekend as well. I've heard, yeah, yeah. For me, and that's a, a bit of a career highlight for come sure. Come on, well, give give us give us something that's come close to that. Obviously, first single, first album, signing a record deal. But I suppose that's all um, seminal, isn't it? That's all sort of foundational. Yeah. Once you're up and you're running, yeah. then this has got to be. This might be the, the biggest thing since you started, isn't it? Definitely. I think for me, like a few venues have been like, "Wow, I'm here!" Like yeah. Royal Albert Hall. The O2, yeah, um, and places like that. Um, but this, 
has definitely got to be like you're on the, the other stage thing. tomorrow aren't you the other stage yeah right and so there are like loads of people who don't know there are loads of stages oh, I was talking about fencing I need to talk about something so the fenced area of Glastonbury is bigger than Middlesbrough Middlesbrough wow and Middlesbrough is a bit it's not a village let's wow. put it let's put that out there have you two played Glastonbury before I have actually, yeah. Yeah, who'd you play with? Uh, the Gypsy Kings. Oh, come on! Ding, 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 ding. I love the Gypsy Kings. When I, first, when I first moved to London, it was Monkey Nuts on the Bar, all crushed up, right, and Dos Ecos Beer and the Gypsy Kings for about three months back to back. Love it. Off the chain. Okay, you played before. Played Glastonbury before? Danny. No, no, I've been there. Yeah, you have. You said that you did today. He used to be in a band, oh, yeah. and he's definitely played. Right. He's just being. He's just being modest. Been there before. Danny's on guitar today for yeah. Tom, and uh, not for the first time, and hopefully not for the last. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you messed up so much on the show that Tom says, "Ah, oh, we need to have a word." You, I'd never be. You're that. not coming to Glasgow. I'd put. I'd probably be the one messing up. <laughs> <laughs> Which band were you in? Huh? Which band were you in? I don't think I've played it before. Come on, Danny. I no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I've played it. I love the fact you say I don't think. That's I've been there before. Yeah. I think it might. It was in a little tent. You <laughs> think you did play it? I can't remember. It's 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 I'm not joking. Are you allowed, <laughs> when you go to Glastonbury as a punter, as a ticket holder, are yes. you allowed to take a guitar? Is that allowed? Um, as a punter because you can take everything else legally or you know I wonder if you if, you, <laughs> if they say they go they go no not no that's all fine all that stuff's fine but not a guitar nah leave the guitar because oh, sure I've seen people turn up at Glastonbury with I guitar, would take a guitar I wouldn't would you would you yeah, 100%. without on your back you I got, would I got a guitar I take it A yeah, you look cool to be fair I could see you round the campfire dancing in like Kumbaya at one o'clock in the morning Kumbaya we'll see we yeah. can all Kumbaya you know what I mean um, Kumbaya mine and <laughs> the, the thing is, I would take a guitar and I would sit in a tent and I would play it and then I would say for the rest of my life, I play Glastonbury. Yeah, That's yeah. why I do it. That's why I do it. Technically, that'd be true. Come by, yeah. oh, my love, come by. Yeah. You can do that tomorrow. I dare, I dare you tomorrow well, in the middle of two songs when they're resetting something, when, when Danny's messed up and he's saying, oh, no, got me wah-wah pedal on, on, on the wrong foot. Um, just just go, come by. by. I, but see if the crowd join in. Oh, they would. They would. Of course they, they would. Get the hands waving. Come by, my lord. Come by, number one, my lord. That's what we are. Yeah. What if some maybe's not anymore? <laughs> uh, I suppose you're going to play some more music now. You're going to play for us again in a bit. Yeah. By the way, you look. I mean, you look so fit. You've always. I mean, you used to cross train with him, didn't you? Yeah. But yeah. Were you we've his, just been talking. His... We've just been talking, and I've signed up for my first ever triathlon. Have you? And this is the man here who's going to teach me how to swim. And he's just he's just said he's going to join me as if well. It's so. Heaver, if it's Heaver Castle, yeah. It I've is always Heaver meant Castle, to do yeah. Heaver Castle, and it I is. never have. So, yeah, I'm definitely I'm bang up for that. I'll join you. Yes. Don't space bomb him. What's space bombing? Sp- his, it's his, this is his space. He's just been... He didn't really want you to turn up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, of course he does. Definitely. <laughs> do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vasa, <laughs> um, so you used to be his... Personal train, didn't you? Sort of. Well, you used to talk. You used to come in here talking like you were. We used to train together at CrossFit. Yeah. Together? What you mean? Well, in, the same- in the same room. Same town, London. Yeah, we always train together in the same time zone. Once. <laughs> uh, no, you are looking particularly fit. Have you upped it? Have you upped your physical training? I definitely. Regime? Yeah. What, what do you wear? What, what is the? Give us the. Do you have a routine? A yeah. Ritual. Give yeah. it to us. Come on. Um. Well, it's. 
it all varies. At the moment, it's a lot of swimming. We're trying to swim because I can't really swim. Yeah. Running a lot. Weightlifting. Um, I played a lot of football just because I just did soccer age. I know. And you so, came into Talk Sports to talk about it, didn't you? I did, yeah. I didn't watch it. was a good... I mean, it's always great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was amazing. What was yeah. the score? Did you uh, win? We lost. England it, lost. Uh, yeah. Who scored against you? I'll go, um, do you want me to go and see them? Robbie Keane scored a hat trick. I think. Oh, I know you hate it when that happens. Robbie's just he loves oh. it, though, doesn't he? Usain Bolt scored the first. Usain Bolt, yeah, that, did was, score. that was great goals, well. Did you it hear the Usain Bolt offside story? No, this is good. Go on, Vassos. So you're watching, you're watching the match, and Usain Bolt gets put clear, mm. and you think well, he's obviously offside. Oh, he was well like, offside, yeah. It, but but then you look at it. And he wasn't offside at all. It's just he's Usain Bolt. So, <laughs> right. So he's come from his own half, but he's just that quick. What? When the last game he played? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, wasn't, he was offside. He wasn't offside. It's just, it's just he's Usain Bolt. Do you know what? I'll give you a quick fact, though. We get, because we have to wear these like uh, monitors um, after the game and stuff. We get, our, we get our facts back, like fastest on the pitch, how much oh, miles li- mileage you ran up. Who was the fastest on the pitch? You. Not Usain Bolt, anyway. Who Me. was it? Was I it? was quicker than Usain Bolt. I'll take it. Come on. Yeah, but that's basically an Olympic gold medal. I know. Like I'll take that and say I was once faster <laughs> yeah. than Usain Bolt. But and did s- he? Did he play at half time in his full kit? No, he did not. No, he didn't. That yeah, because cool, you did. You did the same with me. I did, I did oh, everything. I missed the soccer aid. Should have watched it for that, man. <laughs> it was so cool. Nobody else, literally nobody else, could pull off playing a stadium in full. Oh, you know, like the full John Terry. Should have watched yeah. that. Incredible this. How did it go? Yeah, it was really good. Did yeah. they love you? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It's such an honour to, to to be involved in soccer. And so crazy to be involved in that and then play in the kit. Yeah, and then, That's of course. amazing. Yeah. Oh, why didn't I watch that back? That's so stupid of me. It was mad. We talk about, you talk about the fact that you are now, you are clearly more of an elite athlete than Usain Bolt. You know, I mean, he should try singing just to sort of level the playing oh, I've field. heard Usain Bolt sing. He's amazing. Is he? Yeah. See, it'd be great if you'd have got, if you'd have got him up for a bit. I know. That would have been fun. Nah. Um, but we, when Mo Farah comes in here, we always have a little dig at him, right? right. Because he can run a marathon mm-hmm. in two hours, four minutes, five mm-hmm. minutes. And we run a, I run a marathon in four and a, bit, four and a half. You run a marathon in just over three, right? But Whoa. he he comes yeah he he comes in here and he he says to me he's like, he says I couldn't run for four and a half hours I said I know that makes me a better runner than you because mm. <laughs> he Love said it. he said he runs it quickly because because he, he couldn't be out yeah. there too long <laughs> so he could, so 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 Mo Farah couldn't run for four and a half hours exactly. well I can yeah. Mo so there you go, Mo. deal with it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them, no stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose, food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. The latest is, and these are just rumours, but it's fun, isn't it? And Elton's not going to mind. He ain't going to say anyone for talking about how excited we are about his gig on Sunday at Glastonbury. Uh, the latest rumours are that Taron Egerton is going to come out and do that with him. And also, this uh, talk about Britney Spears pitching up. Oh, come on. Yes, please. 
Britney Spears. Uh, Tom Grennan is here. Tom, you love Rocky Man the movie. Love it, yeah. What are you giggling for, you naughty boy? Um, <laughs> don't, don't say. Know, I was don't, laughing at don't, Howard. Don't say. Don't say. <laughs> Howard, why are you laughing? I can't tell you. You can't yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I, I love to. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh you, know, you know something about Elton John. Uh, no. You so no, do. I definitely Britney don't. Spears. Yeah, yeah. You know something about Britney Spears. Spears. Britney's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Okay. Um, we know that Pulp are popping up secretly. Yeah. Not yeah, secretly anymore. This as well. um, Hosier popping up secretly. Take me to church. Yeah. So much going on, isn't so there? Taron Egerton, Pulp. Yeah. Hosier. It's yeah. not going to be a terrible gig, is it? What? At Glastonbury? Mm. They're not popping up with Elton John. Oh, aren't they? No, oh. Taron Egerton is. No, Pulp. Pulp aren't going to come on and. Swamp Elton John in Pulpness. What day of Pulp meant to be doing it? Pulp, no, Pulp are doing a... They're doing the, the old John Peel stage, which is called the Woodsies tent now, isn't it? Or the Woodsies... I don't know what it's called. On Saturday? Uh, on Saturday, I think so, yeah. So you're too bim. Do you know who you're on after tomorrow, Tom Grennan? Nah, I don't know. I have no <laughs> you idea. You don't care? I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when are you going to land there? Uh, in the morning tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. driving? Or you, or yeah, we're driving in, yeah. You going as a gang? Going as a gang. Tell us about... What are you, Danny? Why are you smiling? <laughs> you got a wicked smile. Why? It's just funny, isn't it? <laughs> why? Tell us. Tell us why. So, oh, it's just funny. His face, his voice just makes me laugh. <laughs> his face. <laughs> because he's excited. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? It's really nice. <laughs> really, really nice. Um, at six o'clock tonight, like, so... Apparently, when you're going to get a damehood from the Queen, you get like all these letters before and saying, "Is it all right? Are you up for it?" It's a bit embarrassing if they offer you the damehood and then you turn it down. All this kind of stuff. Um, ahead of a number one album, how how close to six pm tonight do you know if your album's number one, or do you just find out at the same time as everybody else? The same time as everybody else. Really? Yeah. So where will you be, and and, and who, who who will tell you? How will you know? Um, at six pm tonight, I'll probably, I've actually booked to, to go out for some food, so. Um, I'm gonna find out around the around the dinner table. Um, oh, so it's wow. either gonna be a really good dinner, or it's gonna be <laughs> my mates paying for it. <laughs> Where are you gonna go? What kind of food? Um, like Turkish food. Turkish food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, love it, mm. love it. What about um, you? You talking about having a shawarma today? I'm going to yeah. I'm so going what's to a shawarma? Ma- it's a celeriac shawarma. Right. I know that whenever I go to, it's one of the Ottolenghi places, and it's his it's his signature dish at this place called Rovi in yeah. Bell uh, in Fitzroy. What time are you going? I'm going for it lunchtime. Lunchtime with, with some pals. What and time will you find out if you're number one? Well, could go either way. Yeah, it could. Yeah, otherwise they're they're paying. You'd also be my number one. <laughs> what time shall I text you? Yeah, you can text me at one. Still my still number one, Vassos. <laughs> it's really nice. I can't remember what a shawarma is even. Okay. But it's it's I, I always know that I go there and it's like it's just it's a sort of posh kebab and it's um just mouth happiness. Okay, mouth joy. Mm. Mouth pleasure. Excellent. All right, so so you gotta be careful tonight. Because yeah. you got you got Glastonbury tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how'd you rein that one in? What if what if you are what if some maybes? What if what if and maybe you're number one? You are nailed on to be number one, aren't you? Yeah. Everything says you're gonna be number one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, you're up against uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, in Times New Roman, Harry Styles, he's destined to be number three, Harry Styles, but he's been in the charts for ages with that, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, Pet Shop Boys smashed the singles. Pet Shop Boys on tour at the moment, apparently ha- having a great time, doing great business, putting on a great show. Texas the very best of, 89 to 2023. Wow. Nearly a quarter of a century for Texas, uh, number five. But you are every saying going to be number one. So, 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 so you're number one. Mm-hmm. Will, you cel- will you then celebrate over dinner? 
I'll definitely like have a have a bit of a wee wee. What does yeah. that? What does way look like? I'll have nowadays? a cheers and, and and a we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a, good, a glass uh, of bubbles maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. No more than that. No, no, no. Okay, I'll, I'll be going into Gasto fresh headed and uh, yeah, I'm a bit nervous for Gasto though because I I could either go one way or the other. Like, Tell me about that. Could I believe? After Glastow, because I've got a busy week next week, I could leave at, I think the bus is leaving at about five, six o'clock. Right. Or I could leave at about... Tuesday. Yeah. And um, I'd go Tuesday. I'm not a big drinker anymore. And I think Glastonbury, you got you just got to let stabilisers off and just go a bit wild, don't I you? Th- I think the opposite. I'm going to give you a bit of counter think there, Tom. Go on, him. I think because you're not drinking, yeah. um, I think that you could stay. And you could still smash next week. That's the difference. Yeah. So I think because I think that when when we ha- when we have a good time by you know consuming external substances, what happens is that it's great. But the second you have anything, your options come in a little bit, and oh, then yeah. you have a bit more, and your options come in a bit more, and you have less and less uh, sort of um, options ahead of you. Even to the point of can I? It ends with can I get a taxi home? Yeah. Even because it comes into like I've got all my I've got everything I need to have a great time. I can cycle on. I can hop to the next bar. I can do a backflip with some friends, and then you have one another drink. You know, I can't probably won't risk the backflip now. I could still go to the next bar, and it goes <laughs> gets narrow, 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 yeah. and then it's like can't even get a taxi home. I used to carry a piece of paper around with me with my address on it. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, because I lived in. Kensington Park Road, which is quite difficult to say yeah. after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I actually moved to Wilton Crescent right? because <laughs> it was easier to say. I love it. Yeah. So I think you could stay. I think, we, yeah. To be honest, I probably will stay. I will yeah. stay. It's just... Um, for the night or for the... Nah, I'll probably leave at about midnight, one o'clock. Because I, have, I, have, I need to be... Like, a lot of people are, 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 are counting on me to... Yeah, cool, of course. ...to do a lot, um, do gigs and stuff next week. Do you week, have anything so. on Sunday to do? Uh, nah. So you'd be all right. Yeah, I'm going to chill on Saturday. When do you have to sing again? Monday. Where? Um, I think it's in Leeds. Is it, a, is it a signing? Is it a... Yeah, but I've got two gigs in Leeds out there. Is that like a record store kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, They're yeah. cool, aren't they, those things? Yeah, I love it. It's oh intimate and it's, and it's cool. And you get to put like a face to a Checking the gang? Yeah, yeah, we're all going. Gang on tour. Yeah, yeah. And do you have the same, do you have the same vehicle? Um, do we have the same vehicle? We will, we've got three vehicles, apparently. Yeah? Yeah. They're like the vans with the slidey doors. Yeah. Yeah, they're like Mercedes or yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, you know I can drive a bus. I've got a, I've got a bus license. Well, you might as well be the bus. Seriously, driver. if you want a celebrity bus drive, celebrity bus tours, I'm your man. I'd love that. Seriously, I do celebrity river tours yeah. for the old age folk near me, and I'm quite happy to do celebrity rock and roll driving. Perfect, Doug. <laughs> Doug, the tour manager, um, slash amazing, yeah. amazing person. Okay, minimum you wage. Are... All right with that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the glory days are over. <laughs> uh, what are you going to play for us next, Tom? Um, I think we're going to do a song called Here on a Man. Okay, from What If So Maybe. From What If So Maybe. Beautiful. Number one today, 6pm. Watch this space. Come on. I'm going to take you from me. You better bring a whole army. Yeah, baby! Yes, yes, yes. Control room. Round of applause. Open that door. Let's hear what's going on there, Anne. Yeah! It's pretty good. Thank you very much. That might be the best control room cheer we've had. And this is pretty high bar. Pretty high bar. Lots of people loving Tom Grennan on the show today, Michelle in Oxford. What If Some Maybes (laughs) is an amazing album and should be number one. Fingers and everything else crossed for him. Love you, Tom. 
Yeah. Hannah in Cambridgeshire sending big love to Tom Grennan, my favourite performer of the last decade. I'll take that. Come on. Come on. Boom. I have to take that. I saw him last week at Thetford <laughs> Forest. Amazing show. His new album is the best yet. Just love his voice. Thank you. Could you ask Tom about his thoughts on Luton Town getting to the Premier League? Oh, stop it. <laughs> mm, that's not nice. Says Kev from Dunstable. And obviously, <laughs> Kev knows why he said this. Tell yeah. you, why don't you tell everyone why Kev's having a dig? Because I have um, a real, real special part of my heart yep. that belongs to Coventry City. How come? Um, I think I started going to see Watch Cov in 2018. And I then fell in love with the club, the city, the fans, just the community of people, you know. Um, and then I've watched Coventry from 2018 go from League Two, One, Championship, and then last couple of weeks ago, nearly get into the Premiership against Luton Town. Um, I used to play for Luton for a while. So, what? Yeah, when I was younger, I played for Luton. So it was one of those ones where everyone was like, "You support Luton?" I was like, "No, no, no I'm actually I'm supporting, I'm supporting Cov because I do support Cov." Interesting time for you though, that. Yeah, it was. Match. It was. However. It is amazing to see two clubs go head to head fighting for um, promotion, and it is a fairy tale fairy tale story for both clubs. Um, but yeah, I'm gutted that Coventry aren't in. Was the that the ten penalty? No, it was it was five all on penalties. Yeah, the it? penalties were amazing. It was the best ten penalties I've ever seen in a row yeah, on a football field. The pens with Matt were crazy. It yeah. was they were ridiculously yeah. good, weren't they? Yeah, really good. Yeah. And then was it was it the first Coventry player after I the five was, to yeah, miss? Yeah, it was six five. Yeah, I it think. Was gutting, blessing, man. Mm. But um, listen, Cov, there'll be a lot of people from Cov listening. That I think um, next year we're going to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Talking of fans, right? Yeah. Um, Relationships with fans nowadays and artists, it's never been easy to have a more intimate relationship with your fans. Um, you know, we see the way that Taylor Swift, the aforementioned, uh, interacts with her fans and therefore the loyalty from them to her, but also from her to them, you know, and Beyonce the same, you know, everybody's doing great stuff, Lewis Capaldi, with their, their fans. Tell us about that nowadays. Has it always been like that for you or have you been part of... The, the moment in time where you witness the change of the fact that you can communicate more intimately with your fans whenever you want to and vice versa. I think I started doing like music before Instagram was a massive thing. Got it. However, obviously I didn't have fans back then. Um, so I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really communicating with anybody. The yeah. only people I was communicating with were the people in the pub or at the open mic night. So I got that first hand of like actual people and it wasn't until obviously then I started to put music out when people then started to come onto Instagram, and then I realised that wow, I'm very accessible to to be able to speak to actual people who are into my actual music. So it's amazing to 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 be able to have such a relationship with your fans, and that's why you like like the likes of Michelle that you've just just read out. I know Michelle personally now, and it's amazing to just I don't know build a relationship with Do people. Do you actually? And, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's at everything. She's amazing. She's definitely um, one of the biggest supporters and uh, the reason why we're getting to number one. So, if Michelle, what a shout out for you, girl. <laughs> She's going to love that. <laughs>
Where did she go from number one fan? She's just gone up a notch. Uh, after that, interesting. But, you know, people love your voice. They love where it comes from because it comes from, you know, deep within all beyond. So it's deep within all beyond wherever beyond is mm. and wherever magical things come from, which is is wonderful. But also so do your songs and so do your lyrics and so does your sort of, your, your sort of, your, your care for your, your co-workers. Um, and when you get that whole package of authenticity, you mm. know, it's it's unignorable and it's so powerful, isn't it? You know, and I love the Spider-Man quote. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Um, and do you do you sense that the more? I mean, your songs have always been authentic, but when you become more fearless and go deeper down that well of who you really are mm-hmm. and where that stuff comes from, do you feel the fact that it has more of an effect on people? Um, I think, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely with this record as well. Like I jumped into like. Um, I jumped into waters which were uncomfortable. I needed to feel uncomfortable to to get comfortable. If you if you get me, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I realised that these songs are gonna hopefully mean so much to so many people. And but if they if if they want to be as big as I want them to be, it needs to come from like proper in here, you know. Yeah, and not just oh that will do kind of attitude. And it's never been that attitude, but I've definitely like I've definitely had to really work on my pen and my lyrics and. And um, just my, just the he- everything, you know. It's funny, isn't it, how much you have to work to get out of your own way? Yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's a big, he- it's a heavy boulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's your own boulder. Yeah, <laughs> It's sure. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. We were talking about that before, weren't we, Vass? It's about the fact that in the world on a daily basis, basically we look around looking for ourselves within the world mm-hmm. and what we should do is just look for the world. So therefore, if you, you know, if you, if you look in a lake you, you mostly focus on the, the, your own reflection and you miss the lake yeah. and, you, know, you, can do, you can do that through life can't you, you know? oh definitely you know definitely just got to see the world and that's what I've definitely tried to do like it's I spoke about this the other day but like enjoying these moments and also just like taking this all in because I'm very I'm very quick to go alright what's next yeah yeah um, but just like I'm in here with like my best mates and the likes of yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. and these are moments where I'm just going, I need to really enjoy this and, and take it in and just... Yeah, I, I it. love the fact, the, you know, the waking thought, the, we, you know, we are travelling now at 67,000 miles an hour on planet Earth. That's what, that's what we're doing now. It's a spaceship, it's called planet Earth, yeah. it's ours, and we are currently travelling at 67,000 miles an hour. We don't have to get a move on because we're, we're, we're already on flying through the, yeah. through the galaxy. Tom Grennan. Hello, Chris. Tom Grennan is sounding absolutely amazing this morning. Well, he's all right. Uh, Joan Sunderland. We saw him in Newcastle at the arena in March. And the energy from him was off the chain. How does it feel to be on stage in flow, Tom Grennan? How does that feel? It's amazing. It is the best feeling in the world. <laughs> it's like a feeling that I can't actually explain. But yeah. when you're doing it, it's like... Oh man, it's like something that doesn't exist, but you found it and you're like, oh my God, I want this. And back in the day, you know, and I've done this as well, we used to anesthetize that, you know, by, you know, having a beer or whatever as well. But the mm. you can't, you can't outfund that feeling, can you? No, nah, there's no better high than that. Yeah, and you've got to, it takes a while to realize that and you go, well, we'll just go with that then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh my goodness me. Yeah. Right, what ifs and maybes? It's out, well, it's, it's been out for a week. It will be hopefully number one by 6 p.m. Uh, tonight, I've got the track listing somewhere. Where's the track listing? Do you know the track listing off by heart in order? Uh, no. I've got it here. Here you go. Okay. 
All right. Okay, so here we go. What about this now. Tom for a challenge? Okay, so so Tom's young. People who've got it love it already. Um, how, by the way, how, do, how does how does it tra- how does Tom Grennan travel nowadays? How are you around the rest of the world? Uh, what do you mean? How am I doing over yeah, overseas? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Europe's really doing well. Where? Germany, Germany Denmark, Sweden? Uh, dirt, yeah, Germany, Sweden, yeah. Um, Italy? France. It, I've never been to Italy, you know. You've never been? Never been to Italy okay. to play. Right, okay, well, we need, we need, we need to have to... a word with Jack Savaretti. You can get anybody in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, um, Jack. Uh, what about Australia? Australia's flying. What about North America? Never. Right, what can we do to tell you with North America? Um, Come on, shout it out, mate! Shout Just it out! Like, listen, everybody who's listening you. in North America, so actually, it's happening. Have you had that conversation with your team? Yeah, we we actually went to America. When was it? Last year, um, and it was an amazing experience. We stayed in this bu- we stayed in this bus, and, bus. and it had and it had stink bugs on it. And we were like, "This is this is real life." So what's a stink bug? Um, I didn't know that either. But apparently, if you like stamp, go on, pet. You tell them because you were the one who got it told. Was, it was horrific, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you step on the bug, it like explodes and smells really bad. Explodes. <laughs> wow. Yes. So like, like a stink bomb. Yeah, but too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but this thing bug. was infested. Yeah. Poor bug. Poor us. Poor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the bug's got to live with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was an experience. It, it was an experience. Was really, really yeah. Fun. So 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 what? I mean. Clear. I mean, obviously, you're a genius. You're 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 authentic. Your music is amazing. What do we? What needs to happen for America to to? Do you know what? I don't. I actually don't know. Honestly, I am. I'm. I'm. I want America to happen, yeah. but I'm more focused on right now, like Australia, yeah. New Zealand, and Europe. I'm. I'm. I'm following the steps of of uh, Robbie Williams. Mm. Like, if America doesn't happen, America doesn't happen. But if Australia, Europe, and other places like that happen, then We'll be all right. Do you know but what I mean? You, you can't have going, everything, and if you have everything, then you're too greedy. Yeah, but if you keep <laughs> if you keep going, west. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry, east. Yeah. Past Australia, you can get to America that way around. Yeah, there you Maybe go. Maybe that's the thing, isn't it? Maybe it is. Maybe that's it. Let isn't America it? come to you, baby. Baby. All right. So, are you still biggest in the UK then? Am I what? Are you still biggest in the UK? I'm yeah, it's like UK is the biggest like um, place for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, what second would you say? I would say probably Australia or Germany. Oh, so I've never been to Australia. You've been to Australia. Oh, it's such a far, yeah, long place to get to, but it's amazing, though. It How many good. times have you played in Australia? Uh, twice. Have you not been? I've yet to go. Are we going to do an Australian tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the year, I think. Is that and done? First off, and then going into hopefully into Asia. I want to, I want to, I want to like get into there and uh, and see what's happening. What about South there. Korea? Yeah, apparently South Korea is it, isn't it, at the moment? Well, I keep, I, I get loads of. Um, presents from South Korea right. because basically a K-pop band covered one of my songs wow. and it just went a bit like wild for for South Koreans. Do you know there's a, the South Korean government uh, they've put loads and loads of money and effort money yeah but energy and effort and genuine commitment into the creative arts because they mm-hmm. think one of the ways to to sort of export their brand as a country one of the most effective ways you know, it isn't particularly commerce. It is culture. It is by moving people. Yeah. You know, by they say you can't reason somebody out of a position they haven't been reasoned into, but you can move them. Mm-hmm. And if you could, if you can move them, and that's the job of all art, isn't it? You can do amazing things, which is why so much that. brilliant stuff is. They're punching above their weight so much, South Korea, mm-hmm. uh, because they're putting the effort in. Yeah, hundred percent. Gotta and go there. And they're, they're such loyal fans as well, so. I'm excited to get there for sure. Good, man. All right, so track listing, what ifs and maybes. Number one today, 6pm, we hope, nailed on, odds on to, to for that to happen. Can you go through your album, right, if I read out the tracks, can you give us a little bit of a cappella, like a live best of? Here we go. How does it feel? 
How does it feel? How does it feel? Just tell me something. Track two, remind me. Um, oh, 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 yeah. Okay, track three, <laughs> crown your love. Um, I guess I must just be a lucky man. Four, uh, track four, here. I'll be here for you. Five, before you. Before you. Every goodbye felt the same. This is good, isn't it? It's impressive. Yeah, Track six, Sleeping Rough. Um, uh, sleeping Rough. Oh, that's hard. Okay, come yep. back to that one. Seven, track you seven. Go on. I'll be sleeping rough. Yeah. Track seven, this, this side of the room. Um, this side of the room. There we are. Shouldn't play the records that we danced to. Made me feel like I'm right beside you. I never let them go. Cool, man. Still a little bit high. Sometimes. This is unfair, but I don't care. It's Friday and we're yeah. friends. Yeah. Uh, track eight, Psychedelic Kisses. Psychedelic Kisses, keep the lights on. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a banger. Uh, <laughs> we might have that in full later. We don't know yet. <laughs> it's not slated, but let's do it. Uh, track nine, All These Nights. All These Nights. We've been talking and talking. Track ten, Problems. Um... We're gonna start being all I'm all in. I'm calling, I'm calling. Like I don't wanna wait until the stars line up. No, we'll both line up together. Oh, they like this one. The more we push away, the more we get caught up. Yeah. That's a Track That's a 11. Tune. By the way, good value for money. Uh, 13 tracks. I'm, I'm, Track 11, head up. Uh, you keep my head up above the water. You keep my head up above the water. Sometimes you feel like you're fighting the tide. Scared to fall in love with the person you find. But I met love and she keeps my head up. Cool, man. This is how these songs came about like this, isn't it? <laughs> Track 12, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Love don't cost a thing. I don't know, but you keep on wanting. Don't say much, but I know I should. I hand up. You know I've been calling, but that's what I do, yeah. That's what I do. I love this bit. Uh, too many times I've been hurt before. Too many holes in my bedroom walls. Too many nights holding you back. Why am I waiting? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do this more. This is brilliant. Yeah, come on, that's good, man. And someone I used to know. Um, someone I used to know. I used to know. Okay, and the bonus track 14, only available on vinyl, come by R. Yes. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I'll remember. And that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Come on, lady. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash Virgin Radio UK.